Welcome to Flipping the Script, a podcast for women of color by women of color, helping you to not just navigate your way through change, but to embrace it. I am your host, Michelle Words. Levine Thompson was a military brat who grew up traveling the world. When it came time to retire, she and her husband settled on Panama. Levine tells us what led to that decision and what she recommends to those considering the same. Let's get to it. I am not where you want to be. Trying to navigate life, but it's hard to see. Yeah. I am struggling to make a change. We're coming to me now is the perfect chance. With nothing to script, so you'll find your way. To help you embrace any trials you face. With nothing to script. Levine Thompson is retired from federal government in the Office of Personnel Management. Levine obtained her law degree while serving in the Air Force. At the time that Levine left military service, she was being considered for a promotion to the rank of major. Levine rose through the promotion scales at the Office of Personnel Management and was then recruited by the Department of Labor as Acting Senior Executive Service in the Human Resources Training and Development Department. Levine was also an Associate Professor of Human Resources at the University of Maryland. Levine was born in a military hospital at Travis Air Force Base in California. As a military brat and one of 10 children, she traveled around the world. She received her BS and Juris Doctorate degrees from The Ohio State University. During her tour of duty in the military, she met and married her husband, Alan, who was a non-commissioned officer. Levine's hobbies are needlework, reading, aqua bike classes, and practicing yoga. Levine, welcome to Flipping the Script. Good to hear from you. Levine, I first of all want to thank you I want to let my audience know that I met Levine and her husband, Alan, in Coronado, Panama, where I have told my audience that I purchased a condo over the summer, and you guys have been kind enough to watch after it for me. So I want to publicly thank you guys for that. I appreciate it. So now, your background, let's talk about that a little bit. Growing up, military brat of uh, 10 children. Tell me, where did you guys live and move throughout your youth? Uh, Well, I'll try to remember because um, my father tended to move every, almost every year. That's because of the work that he did for the Air Force. So I'll I'll talk about the ones I remember. As, As a child, we lived in France. My mother traveled with us and we all traveled to get, I say that because we had 10 children, as you're aware, not we, my mother, uh, <laughs> we had, you know, the number of children. So what that meant for her was that she did not, you know, stay in one place and try to, you know, raise him as my father moved around. We all moved with him. So we learned where we live, went to different schools. We went to different states. So we were kind of a, kind of broad growing up. 
And in terms of some of the places we went, one of the, or a couple of the ones we did that were outside the U.S. was France and the Philippines. And then within the, our states here in the USA, that was dictated by where the, my father's um, job took him, you know, what he had to do, where he was going. And at that time, generally, he was not, or we weren't, more than two, three years, if that much, as we moved around as a family. So you can kind of see how that, that was for my mother. And then as for us, we were probably maybe a year apart, a year and three months. So she had wow. her hands full. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I just can't imagine it, really. <laughs> well, you know, I was uh. young enough that I, you know, I, I didn't know the difference. But as I grew older and, and now I have one child, I can understand how that was, you know, worked for her. And we learned to do things. I mean, if you had that many kids, you got kind of like a little army, you know, cleaning up, washing, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't like she, sure. we sat around and, and, you know, she took care of everything. Right. So during that time, did you pick up any languages? No. Um, my father was, it was military. And we went to the schools on the military bases. And language was not one of the things they were teaching us at that time. Okay. So, no, I didn't learn, you know, any languages at that time. Once I came into the military myself, I did work at learning to you know, learn other languages. But again, being on whatever base I was on, you know, most of the people there spoke English. Exactly. I understand. Sure. When you graduated from high school, did you graduate then abroad or in the United States? In the United States. Okay. So then after then, did you immediately go into the military or did you start your university education at that time? Well, actually, Air Force ROTC, are you um, familiar with that at all? I am. Yes. So one of the things that occurred while when I went into that, that level, the Air Force ROTC, I was still in college. But being in college and being one of the, they're not an exercise. At one point, the military, the Air Force, and some of the second lieutenants, if you will, they began to determine that they wanted to start the process or to try the, the process of, even though that we're still in college, we were still going to the actual work, the, the summer camps and those kind of things as we began to learn more about the Air Force, what you'd be doing in the Air Force. So those kind of things were beginning to come out. So growing up, did you know that you were going to go into the Air Force at some point? Was that always a, a goal or dream of yours? Well, I don't know that I call it a goal or dream. What I know is that my parents couldn't afford to send me to college. Mm -hmm. And it was around that same, same time frame when the Air Force was beginning to you know, very good students in, in college, and they were looking for certain of these students to actually join the Air Force ROTC. And so that's kind of where I started. Okay. So then during your time then in the Air Force, did you, you lived abroad at that time as well, outside of the U.S.? Yes. And now I'm trying to remember. I remember that we lived in France and Philippines, and there were, you know, of course, different states within the U.S. I mean, as an adult then, after. No, I think I went, 
with the Air Force in the U.S. at that time. So do you think that because currently you guys are living in Panama, did any part of that maybe living abroad or anything in your background kind of prompt or encourage you to make that decision? Or how did you guys come about the decision to move to Panama? And why Panama? We were looking for places where we thought we might want to be. And we knew that, you know, any of that cool, that that cold stuff wasn't going to happen. And I believe it, it was something maybe I read or, or a... Um, or something that 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 was in a paper or a magazine or something, where for a discounted amount of money you could come and stay for a, you know two three weeks, and we thought about it. Hey, well, why not try that? So we did, you know, come outside of the U.S. to not just here in the Panama. The weather was just wonderful. Yes, I didn't realize how many people from the U.S. and other countries were actually living here in Panama the way that some of them have been, they may just, you know, buy a flat or, you know, place where they're going to live. It's not like they buy a lot of houses here. It's more of the, the condos. And so yes. that's what, what we went to look at. And that's what we, when we talked to other people about, you know, how they thought about the condos and some of them, you know, bought them and they may stay here maybe three months and they rent it out at other times. And so that's kind of how we found out about the different condos and to make some decisions about which ones you want and how big you wanted them and, you know, those kinds of things. So which other countries, I'm curious, did you guys consider besides Panama Actually, for retirement? none, because <laughs> I, I say that because as we visited here, in Panama and in some of the other places here, the weather is just absolutely beautiful. And it doesn't do that, you know, the big ups and downs about cold and hot and snow and sleet and any of that. So that, that's, that was kind of one of the major things that we looked at. And then also the actual cost of living is less. Yes. Still, le still less expensive than the United States for sure. Definitely. Okay. How long have you guys been in Panama? Six years, four months. Wow. Okay. <laughs> to be precise. <laughs> How would you compare your lifestyle then in Panama than what you would have in the United States? Maybe pros and cons. I don't think it's something I would have considered as soon as we got here to Panama. I I'm serious. There, the weather here is, is, is kind of even. In, in the U.S., no matter you know, where we were living before, you know, when we were still in the other states, is I really didn't care for cold weather. And so when we came over here, this is one of the first things that, that I was really enamored with. Now, it, it has a rainy season, but it's not something that's really bothersome because they may rain for half a day or they may not rain for two, three days. Mm -hmm. And But it's, it's warm. It's not a real humid kind of warm. And since we, like I said, I've been, we've been here six years, I don't even notice if that's an issue. Do you also find, I don't know, do you feel like you have a healthier lifestyle there or anything differently than the oh, U.S.? Oh, definitely. Yeah. The lifestyle, for one thing, it, the sunshine, I, I just love. And even though other people who are just coming over may think the humidity is heavy, but since we've been here, I don't find it. There is humidity here. There is a wind. There's enough of a change within the actual heat 
so that you're not always hot or you're not always cold. It's, it's something that we've gotten used to and, and the people that live here really enjoy it. Okay. And speaking of the people, how do you find the people there in Panama? Oh, well, it's, I don't even know how to say that because when you say the people, we have friends who are, who, who were born and live here. Yeah, they're, yeah, they are friends. They were born and they live, they, they've been living here for, you know, at least two or three, what do you call it? What's the word when you have more than one group, you know, you have grandparents, parents. Oh, generations. Yeah. So we, we've gotten, you know, we've met with uh, people like um, we have some very good friends who Panama is their home. But they happen to live in a part of Panama that's just gorgeous in the sense that they live kind of almost on a mountain and they can look out, you know, their, their windows and, and see the mountains. They actually, part of what they do there is have like a, a bed and breakfast kind of thing. Once we went in, you know, to stay with them once, we found how gorgeous it was. And, and we yeah, on occasion we go, you know, stay with them. So it's those kind of things that are available. There is a lot of different terrain and options in Panama, but still all nice weather. Like you said, it doesn't get extremely cold or really extremely hot. Correct. There. Yes. The only thing that changes maybe is like the level of humidity. <laughs> well, and there are some temperature changes if you go up into the mountains. Exactly. Which is something I'm looking forward to exploring when I go there because I haven't gone to, I haven't explored much outside of Panama City and Coronado. Oh, So oh, I had yeah. already decided that I wanted to go to the beach area. So I just went straight to Coronado because I'm a beach girl. Well, yeah. that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so can you share maybe some information? I know I hadn't mentioned this to you before, but maybe listeners would be interested in the Pensionado program about the different visas. Well, I don't have enough to be able to explain that. Um, but you get discounts and stuff like that. I mean, there are yes. benefits to having the type of oh. a visa that you have. Yes, there are. There's different types of visas if you're interested in moving to Panama. One of the types of visa is a Pensionado visa, which I don't qualify for because I don't have a retirement income or any sort of an oh. annuity. They call it a Pensionado, uh -huh. but really you can be any age as long as you can show that you have a fixed income coming in. It used to be of a thousand. I think it's still a thousand dollars a month. If you can prove that you have an income of at least a thousand dollars a month, you can qualify for this visa. And some of the benefits of having the Pensionado Visa is that you get discounts with food and uh, like restaurants, when I say food, mm -hmm. travel discounts with their airline, discounts at the movie theater and all kinds of entertainment. So pretty much with that visa, you will end up getting a lot of different discounts. Yes. So that's nice to have. Oh, very much. Yeah. Now, I don't qualify for it. I have what's called the Friendly Nations visa. So that's the type of visa that I have with Panama. Oh. But when I turn 55, uh -huh. then I will qualify for the Pensionado discounts as well. So anybody over 55 qualifies. But then if you're under 55, then you have to have the the proof of the fixed income. But since I'm still working, I don't have that. Oh, how much longer you have? <laughs> well, you know what? I don't want to share that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have a couple of more years. <laughs> well, okay. But you know what's coming. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay. no, it's fine. I have a couple of more years. And I'm telling you, mm -hmm. this is one of the reasons, like, you know, I don't really so much 
look forward to always getting older, but that's one of the things I look forward to. That'll be a nice perk. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then now where are you living now? I'm in Saudi Arabia right now. So I, I will uh, be making my way back to Panama oh, next okay. summer. Yeah. So you, you know how, yeah. you know how great Panama is when the weather. I will be right back there. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. I was able to spend some time there over the summer. Oh, good. So, Okay. Um, is there anything else then, Levine, mm-hmm. that you would like to share with the audience about your experience in Panama, relocating there? Do you recommend it? Do you not recommend it? What would you um, recommend to people considering moving? Well, I would definitely recommend it, but not only that, you know, that that I'm living here and we're living here in Panama and those kind of things, but, you know, being the child of a military brat, I know about moving and, and those kinds of things. So it depends on if someone has never been outside the U.S., they need to do some visiting first and, and kind of, you know, get a feel for the things they like, don't like, or what they need or don't need kind of thing. I think once they get a feel for what they're here, you know, what is it they're looking for? When I say that, does that mean that they want a a certain kind of community that they want to stay in? There's certain kind of foods that they need to have. It's it's kind of that thing. That's why it's good to come visit and you can, you know, stay in different condos or different kind of places to rent for, you know, a few months or something to see if that's for you. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. Because everything isn't for everybody or you can just... You know, one location may not work, but another location might be just right. Exactly. So I think that is a great idea. I went, like I told you, I went straight to the beaches and knew that that's where I wanted to be. Yeah. Didn't even explore any place else in the country. So. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm stuck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's okay because I, I, you know, so far I'm happy. If you like it, that's so great. I'm good. I'm happy. <laughs> well, that's what counts. It does. That is. That's what I'm trying to find. My happy place. So thank you so much, Levine, for sharing with us your experiences. I'm sure that I will hear from my audience if anybody wants to explore any further in Panama specifically. Thank you so much. You're quite welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode of Flipping the Script. If you like what you have heard, please make sure to subscribe to get notified of future episodes. Also, I would appreciate it if you would write a review and share with your friends. And I want to hear from you. Feel free to drop me a line and let me know what you thought about this week's episode or to suggest any future topics that you would like for me to explore. Or you can just stop by and say hello. You can reach me at flippingthescript.com or on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at flippingthescript. Want to continue the discussion? I also have a private group for ladies only on Facebook. I look forward to hearing from you. Bye for now. We're flipping the script so you'll find your way To help you embrace any trials you